Welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan football podcast. We are three dudes who talk maize and blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Nate and Jack. Hey, what up? Guys, um, we've had a lot of news kind of uh, since the national championship game and since our last episode. So uh, what do you say we just kind of go through our Michigan news and then we'll jump through our regular assorted news beyond that. Sound okay? Sounds Great. Good. Okay. Um, so let's start at the top. We've had a lot of changes in just personnel. So let's start with coaching, right? Chris Partridge, out. Chris Partridge took a job at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin, right? Our guy, you know, he's uh, very, very fair and straightforward and following all the rules down there. (laughs) Uh, No, Partridge, that's a big hit for us, right? Partridge, uh, he was a good recruiter. He's had some of our highest rated recruits, right? Like Rashawn Gary, uh, Jabril Peppers even he might have been involved in he was the coach at the high school at the time yeah. I think Daxton Hill Dax Hill right. was part of that yeah some of that stuff so he was a very good recruiter so Ole Miss is going to be you know loving him uh, other than him Anthony Campanelli Campanile Campanelli Campanelli who, yeah, who, you gotta say it like a talent. You gotta go Campanile. You know, <laughs> that's why I'm gonna be like, hey, Coach Campanile. Yeah, well, that guy, um, he was a, a good coach too, but he was only with us for a year. We thought we were gonna gonna keep him, hold on to him, right? He was almost at Boston College, and he was almost at Rutgers, and he was like, no, I'm not going either place. I'm going Miami Dolphins, right? <laughs> kind of a shock. Yeah, and we're all like, what? Okay. Um, but, you know, some guys, that's how it is, right? Pros come knocking, and that's where you go. Yeah. And then even to, to follow up on the Partridge thing, um, he was up for Otis Reese. Remember him? I think he was a linebacker oh, recruit. yes. And he ended up going to the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and guess where he ended up once Partridge went to Ole Miss? He went to Ole Miss. Oh, my God. So that was the guy we could have got if we yeah. could have kind of sealed that deal with Partridge staying with us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what his deal was. It sounds like he just wanted to be defensive coordinator or something. I mean, definitely got a promotion. I'm promotion, sure a huge yeah. pay raise. Yeah. I, I feel like a guy like Partridge, like, to me, I'm like, okay, he, like, went somewhere else. Totally respect his decision if that's what he wants to do. Like, you know, and if he wants to move up in the ranks, you got to think, okay, he's a high school coach, came to Michigan, became, like, special teams uh, coach, and... um he wants to have the opportunity to like call his own plays and totally respect that. I'm like, hey, dude, if that's what you want to do, like, go ahead and do yeah, that. No the only way. thing for me, the loss was Otis Reese because I was like, you know, we could use more, you know, big right. time players because we have so many guys transferring all the time. Right. Um, other than that, though, I was like, hey, you know, this is kind of the kind of what happens when you're a big time program. You're gonna get a lot of people come in. They're gonna stay for two years. They're gonna say like. Oh, I'm here long term for recruits. Are going to tell recruits lies, blah blah blah. Oh, I'm going to stay like, you know. But kids come for different reasons, right? They come for the program, the head coach name. Like that seemed to always be the thing with Urban Meyer. Nobody's like, oh man, I came for came to Ohio State because you know the defensive backs coach or something recruited me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I think he's a great recruit and he's got some great great people. Um, but you know, I think the brand itself brings in people and uh, I think like winning big games will do that so even though he's lo- he left I think we got some great guys who um, have experience and they'll come in they'll get continue to get good recruits and um, I, I think we'll be pretty much on the same track yeah well let's I mean just following up on that to segue into the guys who we did bring in right so Partridge's <laughs> replacement is Bob Shoup who was the D.C. at Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. Mississippi State, they just hired uh, 
Mike Leach, right, as our oh, yeah. head coach. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting little little yeah. rivalry down there. But yeah, Bob Shoup, I mean, what? I don't know if you anybody has his statistics up. He I know in twenty eighteen they said he had the uh, the nation's top defense statistically. Yeah. In the in the country. So um, I mean that's good news to bring to our defense. Yeah. Um, I kinda said that another note on him, not not a bright spot, but um, he's not a great recruiter. According to 247 Sports, he was 119th in the assistant coach recruiting rankings in 2019 and was outside the top 400 in the Ooh. 2020 class. Ooh. Yeah. Not a good recruiter. But we got the guy from the USF coming, though. We do. And apparently he's a good recruiter. And another thing on Bob Shute, they said because he has more experience, he maybe you know, that issue where we have with talent development, where we're bringing in those four- and five-star guys that aren't really panning out, he might be more suited to kind of like help develop those players and help develop that talent just because he's got a little bit more experience or, or more experience in part. More of a player's coach than a than a recruiting kind of coach. He's a develops players that we get. We need that, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so. so it's nice that we got him I'm mad at to kind of take care of that issue. And yeah, and then Nate, you kind of were talking about uh, the replacement for Campanelli is Brian Jean Mary. Um, he coached with Charlie Strong at USF. He also coached with Charlie Strong at Texas. So he's got ties to Southern I, I think Florida he was with him and Texas. At Louisville, too. He probably was as a GA or something. Yeah, because right? it says he was there at Louisville. I'm not sure if it was the same time as Charlie Strong, but I'm assuming so. Right. So, I mean, this guy's got pretty good ties to some good pipeline kind of states where we can get good recruits and good talent. And uh, according to Charlie Strong, I mean, this is like his protege, right? This is a guy who really knows his football, knows his positions, and. Uh, can help develop talent in that linebacker spot. And we need that, right? Because yeah. all we got returning, I think, is Cam McGrone. Cam, well, Josh Ross. We got Josh Ross Josh coming Ross. back. Josh and then we've got some young guys okay. that are um, that will hopefully be able to step up as backups. But, yeah, um, Josh Ross and Cam McGrone. Anthony Solomon, okay. who was a big-time recruit lat in 2019 class. So he's been on campus. But these are all underclassmen who haven't seen Sophomores. much. Playtime, yeah, Michael right? Barrett. Michael so Barrett. these are all guys who could really yeah. benefit from having a guy who's maybe seen yeah. some of that SEC, uh, even those Big like, Twelve, those Big Twelve rivalry games, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, and some of that Southern Florida ball. Right. Another cool thing about uh, Jean Marie is do you guys know who Vance Bedford is? No. no. Former U of M coach, I guess from a '97 championship team and some other years under Lloyd Carr. Um, apparently, he worked with. Um, Jean Marie for seven years. So he's a super high energy guy, high intensity guy, um, always running around, getting on the players, and the players love him. Um, but they he said he's a teacher first. He's in the classroom. He's teaching the guys how to watch video, teach them how to do little things right. And he said uh, B, he calls him BJ. BJ is going to teach the fundamentals first, and then teach guys scheme second. Okay. So good. I mean, that's I'm all for that, right? Yeah. Teaching these young guys how to improve their game. Uh, at a critical position group, right? Nate, um, what do you think about Brian G. Mary? You got any, I, I think, think he's solid. Jack pretty much touched on all the things. Like, yeah, I think yeah, good energy guy. And we've had the thing I liked about the recruiting class, like this year, um, there seemed to be a lot of like freshmen playing. And so, I think going forward, like just getting somebody to teach these guys a couple more things. Like the recruiting class was like what eleven or something, like ten. Ten nationally, yeah. For for like the, the freshman class. class. Yep. Um and uh with that freshman class, they seem to be better than what their numbers showed like on a national level. So my yeah. thought is 
that you just keep teaching these guys and they're going to keep learning and yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, yeah. So I think those are good hires, because when both of those guys left, I was kind of like, I have no idea where to go from here. I've heard hearing names here and there, but nothing crazy, right? Another interesting thing with their contracts that um, I was reading on MLive, I'm not, I'm not sure how many years, do you, know, you guys know if there are any years left in Campanelli's contract or Partridge's contract? I don't know. So I wasn't sure either, but uh, what it noted on MLive is that with Shoop and Jean Marie, they um, they have heavy buyout clauses in their agreements. Oh. So if either coach decides to leave Michigan prior to the end of their deal, both end on January 10th, 2022, mm-hmm. they will owe the school 100% of their current base salary. Oh. Previously, assistants only had to pay up to 50% of their salary if they decided to leave prior to the end of their agreement. And they said in many, cases, in many cases, it was only 25%. But in a quote out of their contract, so the buyout shall be paid to the university in full within 30 days of the announcement of your departure. Wow. So, I mean, that's a big hit. Yeah. Which is a good so basically incentive to stay. They're right? staying here, yeah. Right. For so the like, full extent of their contract. So hopefully they're good coaches and we'll have them for two years. Yeah, 100%. Guaranteed. Because that's huge too, right? Coach yeah. turnover. Right. Um, so good. I mean, yeah, I'm glad to get those guys and I look forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah. Um, moving on to some of the shifting in personnel with the players, right? Um tons of guys leaving, whether it's guys graduating, going to the NFL, or transferring, right? I mean, just in a, a couple position groups alone, right? You're looking at starting QB, Shea Patterson, looking to go to the NFL. We've heard some kind of shifty things about how he played in the Senior Bowl, right? He threw a touchdown. He also threw a pick. Um, DPJ, looking to go to the NFL. Some people are kind of like, eh, he doesn't really have the numbers. He was, you know... Number one overall in his class, who was number two? I think it was Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Very yeah. different and there, career. And there was an article that came out that said, uh, I mean, basically kind of what we were thinking. I mean, obviously we're hoping that DPJ, you know, goes to the NFL well, of course. as well. But 100%. there was an article saying, you know, they think he may have made a mistake. Like oh, he wasn't yeah. ready. Yeah. So, I mean. I think he's definitely counting on just his physical attributes, right? Yeah. Because he's just a freaking Got the nature. size, got the athleticism. Yeah. yeah. Some of the under-the-radar guys who turned out to be great, Josh Uche, right? Yeah. Huge performance at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I kept really reading nice articles stock. about him. Oh, Josh Uche. This guy looks crazy. Josh yeah. Uche just flying up the draft chart. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. I thought Uche was solid, but, I mean, I guess he just really fits that kind of prototype for linebackers in the NFL nowadays, right? He was like the only guy who I thought on the team had, like, a shot of, right. like, playing in the NFL. Other than that, like, I'm looking at these guys, I'm like, Khalid maybe, Hudson. like, Mike, Mike and... Khalid Hudson's another guy who's leaving, trying to go to the NFL. I've heard nothing about him. Who? Khalid. Khalid. Yeah. I mean, going off what you said, um, Uche definitely, but, I mean, I think our entire line that left is going to have a successful career in the NFL. Right. John Runyon, Cesar Ruiz, well, like, Wayne U, Bredesen. Bredesen and Wayne U, it's like, yeah, like, go, like... Those guys, I mean, they're they're graduating, right? Anyway, but yeah. it's like yeah, I, I'm still. You guys know my opinion on Caesar and DJ we needed them. Kind of, I, I, we yeah. need them. Yeah. I think it would have helped think, them more than anything to come yeah. back. Yeah, I think yeah. it would have helped them to come back. Actually, I think Runyon is one of those guys where I'm like, he has improved so much. You remember, like two years ago, we were him. like, get Runyon out yeah, of the game. I did not like right? it. But he's improved a lot last, and then he was played, and I was like, wow, we need this guy in the game. Yeah, and so now for him to have a chance to go to the NFL, I'm like. Hey, man, you earned it. You improved yeah. so much. 
think it speaks to the coaching too, yeah. right? Yeah, Ed Warner. Ed Warner, Warner we kind of knew he would kind of be that guy coming in. He's done a great job with the line. Yeah. Jag, you can throw a party. Sean McCune, gone. See ya. <laughs> Take a drink for that, yeah. Uh, I, we even saw some grades come out. He was like one of the top senior tight ends or something. He's got a, a really good uh, pro football focus grade. Yeah, that's a plus. That's one thing focus. with the Michigan team that we love using these like deep analytics and it makes us look way better than I yeah. feel like we actually are. <laughs> yeah. Because right? yeah. like, one of those numbers is like, Shea Patterson is one of the greatest QBs in all of college football if you take into account like passes thrown on targets and, and eliminate over. drops. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden he's got like an 89% complete... Com- Pers- yeah. Whatever. And then yeah. you look and in the bowl game and it's like seven overthrows. Yeah. And you're right. like, it's the inconsistency that we have. You're to like, deal with what? Here. These numbers mean nothing now. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. I'm going on a tangent. Uh, Levert Hill, corner, trying was to go he, to NFL. Was he graduating or he left early? I think that's his fourth year. Yeah, he was graduating. But he's, yeah. but he's talented. He'll do well in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I think it was a good move for him. Metellus, trying to go to NFL. We'll see. I saw that clip on Instagram, him getting burned by. Uh, uh, OSU receiver. K.J. Hill. K.J. Hill, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Familiar. Familiar scene. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're, these guys, like, they're, there's some really legit guys. They'll get drafted for oh, sure. I think, yeah, honestly, sure. I think every one of these guys will end up on a team. Yeah. yeah I well, I don't know, man. Shea, to me, is like a guy where I think he, like, might end He'll up, get a he'll, tryout. He'll get a tryout, yeah. and then he might not make the cut or whatever, and then he'll do baseball yeah. or something. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. Still in there, involved. Um, and then going on to the transfers, right? We only got one, two, three, four, five transfers. Um, two, maybe th- three that are, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Right, I mean, well, yeah, the two big ones, I would say, are like Tariq, and he made that apparent yeah. pretty early on. And then, well, yeah, three big ones, True Wilson and Mike Dwumfor. Right? Dwumfor is my big one, yeah. Yeah, Dwumfor, I mean, that's that's big for our defensive depth. Um, and he's transferring to Rutgers. I know he's from New Jersey. Yeah, you're saying it's like a close to home kind of thing. So I'm thinking maybe he, you know, is trying to go close to home, finish up some sort of grab program. Who knows? I don't know what his NFL grades look like right now. Um, I thought he was a junior though, right? I thought he was a senior. I well, he, he could have graduated in three years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But that's a I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just more nervous about like Big Mike. And Spinellis. Like, I just want, like, guys on our defensive and offensive lines. Yeah. Uh, guys like Tariq and True. Like, dude, I love True. Uh, he's a great back. He made some great plays. But, like, we're solid at that position. Now. But that's true. We'll yeah. uh, wide receiver, we're solid at that position. No, yeah. I have no I agree worries about that. Yeah. And, uh, like, Jordan Castleberry's, like, never uh, saw the field. Never saw the field. Honestly, yeah, never we didn't even know who right now, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was weird with Spinellis and Ruiz, right? Spinellis goes like, I'm transferring. And like 12 hours later, Ruiz goes like, I'm going to the NFL. I'm yeah. like, was this miscommunication? Like, right. what's going on? Did you really not want to play Because you would assume that Spinellis would have been the starting center. Other than the yeah. Zach Carpenter guy, who's I guess projected to be the... I've never, never heard yeah, of him. Yeah, he's the underclassman. I mean, who knows? I don't know. But uh, I just thought that was very weird in and of itself. Um so that's all the guys leaving. Um, do you guys think that's like an acceptable number of guys to leave? I mean, we got a lot of guys going to NFL, graduating, and then five guys transferring. I mean, I, honestly, for um, I know we've kind of had this conversation um, as far as like transferring because it's only 
one or two guys in my mind that would actually, I mean, count Tariq, three guys that would actually probably get a decent amount of playing time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that concerning. Um, as far as like guys going to draft, I do think DPJ should have stayed. I do think Ruiz should have stayed. Uh, but it's also great to see all these, I mean, it's a lot of guys that are able to have that opportunity to go to the NFL, which yeah. says something good about Michigan and that class that came in. Um, I don't know. I'm not too concerned about the transfers. Yeah. All the transfers to me pretty much show, like, these are guys that are like, okay, I want a shot at the NFL. I'm not going to play in Michigan. You know, this is kind of what I told you. It's like a lot of these guys, they come into, like, Michigan. It's like, okay, this is my opportunity. I'm going to do this, then I'm going to go to the NFL. And then they have that realization, like, crap, not everybody makes it to the NFL. And now in their last, like, year or two, they're trying to scramble to, like, find somewhere to, like, get a ton of tape, be the main guy there. And so this is what happens. This is just kind of the nature of, like, um, college sports that we live in. And I think all these guys are honestly probably doing the best thing for them. Like, even even Big Mike, like, I mean, I think it's it's sad to see him go. Uh, but, you know, we got, we got guys who are – he's probably not going to start. And uh, – you know, Tariq, I mean, he's pretty much seen nothing this entire yeah. time. So I, mean, I think I, all the, those guys are making a smart decision, especially True. Yeah, you know? I just, when I see, like, Tariq Black transfer, to me that rounds up the entire picture of the 2017 draft class, right? Because that class has had, like, I think something crazy, like 70% of that class has transferred. And Because, I mean, you're thinking guys like Tariq and DPJ – we're of course in that class. Brandon Peters. Uh, but let me see if I can pull it up here. Other guys. And even like a tree, like for Tariq, I mean, it was kind of shocking, but it kind of wasn't because he didn't get much playing time last year. He didn't year. get much playing yeah. time. Right. And, and we kind of guys showed a lot of like. We saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Aubrey Solomon yeah. was yeah, in that was same class. Right. Cesar Ruiz, same class. Luigi Villain, same class. Guy who didn't pan out entire. But he's, 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 in he's, still he's in the He's still there. He's still there. Yeah. But so he's got a chance. Yeah. He'll play next year. Drew Singleton. Another guy in that same class uh, transferred to the Scarlet Knights. Jordan Anthony, did he transfer? No, he's, he still here? he's there. Dude, um, I hope Luigi comes out next year, man. Oh, just like, no. Dude, he's the scariest dude on the field, he's man. He's going to play. He's, he's got the best play, name dude. ever. Oh, he's yeah. Red. Uh, Ollie Martin, same class. Yeah, yeah. like him. Right. Um, keep going down the list. James Hudson, transferred yeah, to Cincinnati. Transfer. Duran Irving Bay, um, transferred to Central? or had some sort of issue and had to go, uh, Jalen Kelly-Powell. I mean, the list goes on and on of these guys in that same class. Who are highly touted recruits. I'm like, what, what's up with that class? What, there's some Maybe they didn't pan out. I mean, issue there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but whatever. We can move on. <laughs> I think you probably get, like, people going, like, it's horrible, blah, blah, blah. Then you get people going, like, yeah. it's something with the class. You know, you, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, no, you never know. No We're on the outside looking. we got to get our mini microphone in there. Hide it under <laughs> Harbaugh's desk, see what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah, see if he's got one of those uh, Amazon Alexas or something. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. hacked into Alexa. Ask his F- FBI agent. <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll move on into the recruiting, right? Guys coming in, right? Um, Chris Evans is back. Chris Evans is back, That's yeah. That's huge. Dude. That gives us depth at running back. I think it gives us depth at wide receiver, too. Well, Just, slot receiver. Yeah. We have four running backs next year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell? Dude, Haskins showed up this year, at the, especially towards the end, man. I was so impressed by him. 
and Charbonnet, like, he was my guy. Like, I was like, this is the dude. Yeah, this yeah. is the dude, like, coming in. And then Blake Corm, dude, I am so high on Blake Corm. It's like, oh, my God, this guy is legit. Our running backs are going to be sick next year. Anybody who's in there, I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, the oh, offense man. is going to be explosive next year. And people, this is the thing. People go like, oh, you know, this, there's a, the expectations are super high this year. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know, man. Like, this season was like, you know, and then Shea's going to be gone. Yeah. You know, like, we actually can maybe see who wins the spot. Whoever wins, that's going to be so competitive. I just love that, like, this offseason. It's like those two guys, Dylan and Joe, are going to be competing. And they're just going to get better and better. And whoever gets that spot is going to be balling, dude. Dude, and you've think- just fired me up so much. <laughs> We're just going to drive down the street to Schembechler Hall and drop you off in front of that <laughs> Let you fire them up, dude. And I think dude. the other thing we know for sure is... No matter who the QB is, we're going to be better off than we were last year. Yes, 100%. Yeah. You talk about Blake Corum. Uh, I was reading this interview with him, and he says, Before I committed, I looked at running backs that were previously there and stuff. And they've had some guys, but not like a big-time guy. I definitely want to try to leave my legacy and be the best running back to ever come to Michigan. That's my goal. He's I'm, legit. Yeah. Yeah. He is He's legit, nuts. dude. I, saw, I was watching the Under Armour All-American Bowl. He was crushing it. He was crushing it. He had a guy, I was like, I, I was like, Mom, Mom. <laughs> I, I, my mom was watching it with me. Mom, be loaf. Be loaf. <laughs> we were watching this, and, and it's like, whoa, dude. Like, he was going to get tackled, and I was like, oh, my God, he just got tackled. Yeah. Nope. Just, whoop, just a little cut under the guy, oh, 10 yeah, yards. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. He's perfect for <laughs> this is He's like Mike Hart and, like, Tavon Austin put together. And he's going to be <laughs> legit. So those are two, awesome. like, obscure guys. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm thinking that's about. Huge. I'm hyped for it. Yeah. yeah, those are, like, weird opposites, but also, I see where you're going. Like, he's like a little bunny, and he's just, like, jacked, right? And he's just, like, jumping around the field. Dude, he is, he's legit. That's good. Dude, Blake Corm is, it's going to be a one-two punch, and you're going to be third down. Okay, get Chris Evans in, you know. You have no idea what these running backs are going to do because you have guys who can run and catch the ball. Like, do we know what year is Haskins was a sophomore last year, right? Redshirt yes. freshman. Yep, yep. So we've got technically these all these guys stay four years, which I don't expect them to. Maybe they will. Actually, looking at it, who knows? We've got four, four solid. Like you're saying, four solid running backs we can count on: Corum, Evans, Haskins, and Charbonnet. That's legit. Legitimately, for the next two years. Right, like, well, Evans will be gone. But think about well, this. we got Charbonnet and Corum. Charbonnet and Corum, and um, probably Haskins. Think about yeah. this: Charbonnet and Haskins both averaged for nearly five yards per carry last season. How the like, how insane is that? They combined <laughs> for just twenty-eight yards of negative play all season. That's pretty good. So I mean, as much as we can go, like you know, Haskins, you missed the hole in the Ohio State game. I'm right, kinda, like, you can't. Yeah. Overall. The numbers are hard to hard to argue with, right? Yeah. Jack, I heard that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, let's look at some of the 2020 class top recruits. I mean, they got, like, McGregor. They got Corum, like you're saying. Um, what's that last guy's name? Selden? Oh, uh, yeah, Andre, Andre Selden. Selden. Who yeah. shot up the recruiting Flew group. up the charts. Real quick. That clip of him uh, guarding... Who's that guy who was guarding like Texas? Like 6'7", seven seven or something? Dude. Oh, my goodness. And the big thing, too, is McGregor and Corum are already enrolled. 
already enrolled in classes. Yeah, Selden is already enrolled in classes. So that means they're I'm assuming they're, they're, they're on campus dude, right now. They're legit. They're already there. Dude, this Bakari is what I'm Page is on campus. Zach Zinter, O'Lyman. I mean, like yeah. a lot of our top recruits are on campus. I mean, some of them aren't. AJ Henning is not on yet. Uh, Khalil Mullins, Shilling Morant, uh, Darian Green Warren, who we got during I think the Army All American game. Oh yeah, uh, and we've got a lot of good recruits, dude. Like coming that's out. what I'm saying. Like it's like okay, yeah, they're not like. Oops. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Sorry, guys, with my phone drop. Uh, <laughs> they're not like top five recruiting class, but they definitely like the guys last year. These freshmen who just played, they were way above what I thought that they were going to be. Right. They're really good, and I feel like this is going to be the same type of class. Underrated, kind of quiet, and they come out there and it's like, whoa, crap. Right. Now, just in relation to Ohio State's class, um, us being second in the Big Ten, Ohio State number one in the Big Ten, uh, I know we all say, like, stars don't matter, composite scores don't matter, blah, blah, blah. You know, look at Ronnie Bell, he was a two star or whatever. Um, so, Michigan's composite score is 257.74, Ohio State's is 295.08. That's a pretty good difference, right? Do we know what those numbers mean? You know, I, I <laughs> if you asked me to explain it, I couldn't explain it to you. Uh, I feel like something's different, though. Like, something different is this year compared to, like, this past season compared to this year. There's guys I just was like, we can't compete with Ohio State. This year, I'm like, we can compete. Like, we got guys on our defense that are like Dax Hill, Cam McGrone, like, I mean, Vincent Gray is a young DB. That's a great, great job. Like, I don't dude, know. I did not feel like we could stop the run this year at, at all. Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm saying, saying that. give us no. another year, man. Give us another year. <laughs> See, now you're buying it. Like, what happened? Dude, what happened to the day? I, I know. I, I'm the, no, dude, it's the opposite way. Everybody's going like, you know, they're never going to get it done. They start complaining and bitching. Like, dude, this year is different. They're going to have one loss, maybe, this year. They're going to be legit. And the quarterback, if he can throw a deep ball, dear God, this team is going to be different. So to go back on that, I was listening to the In the Trenches podcast, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, obviously the same conversations we have, they were having, and it was um, John Jansen was saying, you know, people were talking about McCaffrey can't throw the ball. I was at a practice, I think it was a Citrus Bowl practice, he said he can make every throw on the field. Hey, that changes the conversation. I, we know he can run, right? we know he's solid, and he's composed in the pocket, and he can make... You know, from I mean, I think it goes back to 2018 against Notre Dame when he went in. He looked he looked more comfortable than shaded, yeah, by a mile, hundred oh, percent. And man. if he can if he can throw a deep ball, I think I mean, yeah, I'm, Nico I'm coming back. He he better run. Dude, one. Nico's coming back. That's yeah. huge. Ronnie Bell's yeah. coming back. Yeah, we yeah. got four stud running backs. Yeah, our offense is going to be good. Our defense, I think, with the D line, Carlo Kemp coming back is huge. And then we just got to see the development of Mozzie Smith and Chris Hinton. Right. Yeah. In terms of the talent that we have on the team and the talent that we're bringing in, mm-hmm. we're kind of put in the same line slightly better than Penn State, uh, just in terms of the rankings and their numbers and all yeah. that stuff, right? Does that seem to gel with you guys? Do you think that's yeah. fairly accurate? Yeah. I'm yeah. good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. Feel they got KJ Hamler is gone in the NFL. We don't have to deal with that. If that dude was not on the field this past season, oh, they would have won. won the game. And even, we're even, playing at home this year against the two teams we lost to, and the two teams that always it's like you know Wisconsin, Penn State. Those are the two good, the better teams in the league. Yeah. And we have the chance to play them at home. Mm-hmm. The only one is Ohio State on the road. Well, I think we got Minnesota on the road too. Oh yeah. You play Minnesota? Yeah. 
Dude, Minnesota, no. <laughs> no. I can't buy it yet. I can't buy it yet. Didn't they beat Auburn? They, beat they Auburn did, the but I can't buy it yet. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, this team is legit. But, yes. I mean, if even... I'll give props to Shea in the second half. Mm-hmm. But if, if Shea wasn't the quarterback in the first half, he would have won that game. Even with Hammer on the field. True. I mean, he was a True. liability in the he first was, half. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but, yeah, overall, that's kind of the 2020 class. We got some pretty good-looking guys. Guys who are moving up guys. the charts and, yeah. um, you know... And you guys talk about D-line, no? We don't know about the run. Dude, this McGregor guy is legit. He could come in and start. It's like him and Aiden and Carlo. Like, dude. Well, that's what, that's what you, I'm sorry. Got, I'm getting uh, way too from uh, Port Huron, Michigan, too. Well, we got to see how his um, injury recovers, too. Oh, he, that's what, true. He's, he's, he's injured something. or something, yeah. He'll be back. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we, so, we right? got some good guys, right? Zach Center, Nikai Hill-Green. Uh, yeah, A.J. Henning. So, yeah. Big wide receiver group. Kalel Mullings. So we got guys coming in who, you know, yeah, we, they can do some damage. Uh, but let's look even further ahead, right? Because those guys are already coming in. Mm-hmm. I think, would you say, um, National Letter of Intent Day is on Wednesday, and that's the final yep. one for 2020 class. Yep. So let's look at 2021 class, right? Uh, overall, JJ McCarthy. It's not, in terms of who we have already, mm-hmm. we only got two guys. Yeah, but national two, rank twenty five. Two guys but, that we got. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. JJ McCarthy and Giovanni El Hadi. Is that how you say? It? Yeah. Okay. Four star, four star lineman. Hey, that's good, man. Dude, I'll take yeah, it. I'll take it. And JJ and Gio have been doing recruiting work. They've been out here talking to all these guys. I mean, you look at some of these prospects that are on our radar. Let's go. We got some five star guys really well, seriously. And that's, like we've got, um, I think we got a couple crystal balls on some Michigan guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the um, the hell the Donovan Edwards, he's got a, yes. a, a good amount of crystal balls heading to us. He's a running back out of West Bloomfield, number two running back, number two running back in the class. Yeah, um, got some O linemen. Can't remember who. Um, yeah, Garrett that, Dellinger. I mean, we've, yeah, we've and I think there's an O lineman that uh, is they're recruiting him as a D lineman. Oh, which okay. might be enticing to him. Yeah. Um, Aaron I mean, Armitage. I mean, yeah, the list goes on with this class of guys who are really seriously considering it. And if we can come over that hump and get them to actually commit, this class could be a and huge difference. The maker. biggest thing too is JJ McCarthy. They yep. got we have a five. We have our. Best recruit we're going to get in that class yep. already signed. Doing a lot of the recruiting for us. Yeah. I mean, I follow him on Instagram, and he's always putting stuff up. Like, yeah. you know, follow this guy. Go like this guy. Comment Michigan on this guy. Like, he's doing such a great job recruiting, especially for a quarterback, the leader of the team by default, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That is doing all of that on top of the coaches doing it. I think 2021 is going to be a big, big, big class for us. Think about it, too, because when he comes in, I mean, I know we got McNamara, but there's going to be a quarterback battle then again because either Joe or, you know, like within two years when he gets there, mm-hmm. right? Those are guys who we're looking at for next year. They're going to be gone, right? So Milton might stay. Milton might stay, but yeah. I mean, who knows? But I'm, I'm pretty hyped. And another, another thing on that, too, is um, something Michael Spath, I believe, came out with something. There's rumors that Harbaugh might sign his extension within the next coming weeks, which is really good for the 2021 class because a lot of these guys might be kind of... On the fence about that. On the that. fence because yeah. they're like, all right, is Harbor going to be there or not? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But if he signs that, that'll help that too. And we'll just continue if, to grow. If these guys, 
if we can win all of our games up until the Ohio State game, it will show, like, look, dude, last year was a little bit of a down year. The program is still really legit. Yeah. Guys will sign, mm-hmm. right? And then you just have to win that final game of the year within maybe two or three years, and we can see the tide really start to shift. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of transition while we're talking about the recruiting into uh, this question. I was listening to, uh, like, the big podcast, I think is what it's called. It's Wolverine 247 Sports. Yeah. Um, Zach Shaw and Wilfong. Um, Steve Wilfong um, talking about just different recruiting and um, stuff like that. And he made a comment while he was talking about Michigan recruiting, and he said, um, Michigan recruiting is no longer elite. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that we are no longer recruiting elite players? Now, what he's talking about is we don't recruit to play these elite teams like Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, LSU now, and actually win the game. What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, we don't. We don't have those players. <laughs> I mean, obviously we don't get them. There's some some reason behind it. I'm not right. sure exactly what the reason is. I know we've talked about it before, but yeah, there's always- I think there's so many different layers as far as, you know, facilities, um, coaching, just, you know, money. playing up north, money. Like, I mean, there's so many things, that, there's so many, so many factors that go into it. Right. And winning. Winning is a huge factor. Where yeah. they're like, oh, well, Ohio State's technically like up north, but they're getting these guys. It's like, yeah, well, they're winning. Yeah. And they're going to Big Ten Championships consistently. Going to the playoff. You know, they're, they, it's easier for them to be able to get that. And that's not an excuse for us. We, should, I mean, technically we're supposed to be able to be competing with them. But, um, but what I was reading from that, and what, remember we were talking about, is you kind of said there's like kind of on their own. Each position coach is yes. on their own. They don't actually meet collectively. So I was listening to um, James Yoder's Michigan Football Report, and he was saying that he had a source who told him that Michigan recruiting is done by the recruiting coaches just going after recruits that they've heard of, and they, you know, it was up to them to figure it out. And there was no like, we are having a recruiting meeting. These are the guys on our list that we need, and these are the guys that we all need to work together to go for. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but if that's, it is, that's concerning. Yeah, if it is, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, if it is, it's not good. But, but take everything that you have to say with yeah. a grain of yeah, salt. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt, yeah. So. But I feel like even on um, Will Fong's thing, that it was pretty similar. Yeah, similar kind of, uh, kind of a knock on a program a little bit. Just saying they didn't have it put together and things like that. You pulling up anything right now? I've got something. Um, no, yeah, Will Fong. Talking about um, Partridge and him leaving because he was such a big recruiter. Right. And, uh, you know, basically talking about Partridge. said so they haven't filled the role and we'll see who they fill it with because Michigan is one of those schools where assistant coach recruiters are incredibly important because they don't recruit in the same traditional way that almost every other program that we cover does. Will right. Fung said, there's not recruiting meetings, there's just a lot on assistant coaches' plates to go out in their territories or in their position rooms and find guys that they think are good enough to help Michigan win championships. Yeah, I mean, that's concerning, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's up to a little bit of, um, what's the guy's name, Matt Dudek, the recruiting coordinator. Mm. I mean, that's why you're there, right? To hold these meetings, <laughs> to I'm assuming. coordinate right? like, the recruiting effort. Yeah. Uh, so, hmm. I wonder if we'll hear any follow-up on that. I, I wish I had ears in their office to know some more. Um, another concerning thing, Michigan has zero top 100 24-7 sports players in this 2020 class. 
Anybody realize that? That's, not until you told me. Yeah, not. That's where I become concerned. And I, that's where I'm like, I know we say, you know, numbers don't matter. But obviously they matter. That's and why which, guys like LSU, Clemson, Ohio State are always at the top. Always at the top. Yeah. yeah. And which is that? Is that the composite rankings or... Because I know there's two different rankings, but the, I'm looking at this now. Yeah, the, our highest screw is 122 nationally. Right, Brayden and that's Braden McGregor. Yeah. So, yeah, um, something to be concerned about. And hopefully I s- we'll see it kind of take that leap into the numbers realm of yeah. those elite the, teams. Especially the if Gattis can prove, I mean, like how Ohio State gets these, what, like three of their top receivers in the top 30 nationally or something? Or in the top 10. So... It's something where if Gaddis can prove this system and where it's something where receivers can get their numbers up, you know, quarterbacks can, can get their, their, right. numbers, ugh, their numbers up, um, then it's easier to recruit those guys. Be like, hey, get your numbers up, prove that to the NFL, get paid. Right. Right? That's their goal. Yep. So if Gaddis can put together a string of a couple of years where mm-hmm. that can happen, then, or even just next year, that'll help with the 2021 class. Because, like, all right, we know we have a solid QB in McCarthy. It's going to be there while mm-hmm. I'm there. And I know he can throw dimes and, you know, get the ball to me. And if this offense is proven to be able to get numbers, imagine what I can do as a receiver with that kind of quarterback talent. Right. So I think that's a I mean, we just got to see what happens this next year. Yeah. And that can be a huge, huge leap. I agree with you. I think Gaddis is kind of locked in with Harbaugh. Like, it's like those two together – like, they could get rid of Don Brown or something, like, next year, right, if something happens. But, like, if Gaddis wants to, like, go somewhere else as a head coach, which is what I guarantee you he wants to do. Right, I think that's Like, he's so got to be successful in Michigan. So, like, I think yeah. recruits are going to be like, oh, we know Gaddis is actually going to be there for, like, three more years. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my, my butt, but... <laughs> I mean, I hope that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move into some of the news items. Uh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush said something on an ESPN show about the mentality of the Michigan team when they're playing Ohio State. And he was saying, um, I don't know if you guys were familiar with the story, he said something about, like, we can't come into the game going like, man, I hope they just have a bad day, right? Right. And it's like, yeah, you're 100%. If that's how we're thinking, something is definitely wrong. But yeah, I, I don't know, though, dude. I, I don't think this is like it's like it's like getting over the hump, man. It's so hard. Like it's like you're in a slump. It's like a you know a pitcher who's in a slump for such a long time and he's trying his best, but and you know it's there. You know he did stuff in the past, but mm-hmm. it's just like you know you got to give it time, man. You got to hope for sometimes that things fall into place. Yeah. But it's tough. Too. But you got to be it's a mental block. You got to be doing the right thing, right. though, too. Yeah. And part of doing the right thing is you can't show up and go like, "Oh man, well, right. we're playing them again, so that's a L." You know, you, you got to at least show up and be like, "This is why we play the game, right?" Yeah. We got to show up and we got to play a hundred percent, and you know, let's go kick their asses. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. If we're going in just, okay, we're going to lose again, you know, then... You know what you sound a lot like? What? You ever heard Shea Patterson in an interview? Oh, my God. Sorry, I had to get that. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was just rude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very man. excited it's... for a different <laughs> I, get, I, get bo- I get both points, right? It's yeah. like, okay, like... Give it time. Give it also, time. Yeah. But also, yeah, you got to come prepared and, you know, doesn't seem to be an issue with Auburn, too, so... Right, exactly. Um, and Desmond Howard kind of said a similar vein. He was more talking about, like, 
the talent gap, right? Which we've already kind of touched on, right? He was saying, like, you know, it's the the QB, the skill positions, like, there's obviously some talent gap there, but it's not just one thing, right? It's not just, well, we get a better QB and we'll win the game, right? It's a couple different things. Yeah, pieces where they of, consistently have that, where we maybe get one or two guys a recruiting class. Right, exactly. Um, you know what we never talked about between this and our last podcast was LSU won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah, and they... Looked pretty good doing it too. I mean, they kind of looked unstoppable. So the beginning, they looked a little sloppy. I was gonna say, not gonna lie, I fell asleep. I think in the second quarter when Clemson was up by what was it, sixteen nothing? Am I quoting that wrong? That halftime, dude. It took like four hours to get to <laughs> halftime. I was like, I'm, I like, I got home from work late and I was just watching. I'm like, dude, it's still the first half, like. <laughs> Like, I was, so many commercials, like, let's get that game off of a Monday, let's put it on a Saturday prime time. Oh, really yeah. need to. 100%. Yeah. I'm with you. But yeah, they won the national championship. Joe Burrow lived his kind of fairy tale season, right? So, good He's for him. He's a legend, man. He is a legend. Uh, one thing that I saw after that was, from 2015 to 2018, LSU had 59 touchdown passes combined. Then, last year, Joe Burrow had 60. Wow. Like, that's the turnaround we need. But that the, <laughs> that should be great news for us because that means, you know, that's how quick it happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we can just get the right guy with the right scheme and the right coaches, and boom, we beat Ohio State and win, win a national championship, yeah. right? I mean, it's obviously it. it can happen, right? Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. I mean, you know, <laughs> obviously yeah. it doesn't happen every day. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Um I was also thinking it would be kind of fun with the QB battle coming up, right? Obviously, you got Joe Milton, you got uh, Dylan McCaffrey, <laughs> you got even Kay McNamara if somebody's crazy. Yeah, two people get hurt. Dan Valeri if somebody's real crazy. Um, guys, who is your pick for starting QB? Let's make your argument. Dude, I will say this like, either way, I will be happy going into the season. Oh, like, yeah. I like both quarterbacks yes. a lot. Like, a lot. God, you know, dude, I love Jay Millie, dude. <laughs> I love Jay Millie. He's just got such a cannon. I I hope that he's, like, just... I don't know, I hope that this offseason, both those guys can, like, just learn the playbook even more, feel super comfortable. They can come in and, like, just make plays happen. I feel like both of them have potential to just, like, make plays but I do feel like, I mean, we've seen Dylan make some plays. He had a touchdown run in Wisconsin. I think like Joe though has this like swag. He got he's just got this swag, dude. Like he can run it, he can pass it. Like I mean, he can dance around the pocket, make something happen. I feel like that's what we've been missing. This guy who's just like you have no idea if this is going to be like a two yard thing or it's a touchdown. Like, he just has that explosive ability. Like, oh, it's a, you know, 80-yard touchdown pass. Or, oh, (laughs) he just ran for 20 yards on third down. It was third and 15. Like, I feel like he's that type of guy. I think Dylan's great, too. Like, I just... And I, dude, I've been on the hype train for Joe's since so long when I saw him in (laughs) high school play. (laughs) He was like, dude, when I saw him playing in high school, 
was like making throws off of like one foot like while running and it was like 60 yard bombs you're like I don't know anybody who can do that <laughs> like he's insane man like I I, I hope that he's like he has like Vince Young type of like like good comparison he, he's very Vince Young-esque yeah. and he worships Cam Newton he yeah. worships Cam Newton yeah dude I hope he's like he, I mean he's the same build as Cam Newton already he's got another year He's like 245. He puts another 10 pounds on. Oh my gosh. Like, you kidding me? Like, dude, we saw him walking around campus. I was like, oh my God. Those are his shoulders the size of my head. And I have a ginormous head. Like, I couldn't believe it, dude. He's, he's oh, insane. He's, dude. And he just seems like a guy who the team could rally around. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah. So, gosh, dude. So I love Dylan pick. too. But, I love Joe Milley, dude. Yeah. Love Joe Milley. Hey, that's who you like, man. Jack, who you got? I'm. <laughs> I love Nate's hype, <laughs> dude. I'm hyped for next year. Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree with him too. Not in. I'm in the fact that either way, we're gonna have a good quarterback. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. Where Milton's got that swagger about him, right? Like he's got the confidence. He's got a little bit of. A little bit of hot sauce on top of it. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. where, like, <laughs> he can kind of feel, feel, he feels comfortable going to make a play if he needs to, right? Yes. Yeah. Where with um, McCaffrey, I, I think he's got that confidence, too. Like, he's really got, he feel, he looks comfortable. He's very poised. He's got the confidence in the pocket. Knows when to tuck it and run. Knows when to throw it away. Um, I, going based off of what previously we've heard between the two guys, I think it'll be McCaffrey. Again, either way, I'll be happy. Yeah. But I think McCaffrey will be the guy, and I'll be happy either way. Yeah. If McCaffrey can make the throws that we need him to make, we know he can run. We know he's comfortable in the pocket. I'm 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 going McCaffrey. But again, if Milton's the quarterback, yeah, yeah. I will be ecstatic. Like if I see McCaffrey yeah. out there, I'll be like, all right, cool, like good, good. Yeah. No, but if no. I see Joe Milton, I'll be like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> Hail Mary, first play. I'll see how far you throw it. <laughs> You know, he's got that. He's got the arm talent, right? Like that's an exciting yeah. thing. Like he's just gonna. Oh, Dude, I just see him let it go. He's like, like you guys know me when I play like NCAA. I get a quarterback who can run, and I just yeah. take him around, I run around, and I chuck up a pass. Yeah. Give me Johnny Manziel. Th- this is this is it for me, man. But Kaylin, who, who do you got, man? man. You got who's, your, who's your quarterback oh, man. this year? Well, I mean, you both said it, right? I love both of these guys. Pretty much any time Dylan was in the game. I felt so secure yes. yeah. with whatever was going to happen, right? I was always like, dude, Dylan's in the game? Okay, let's go. I'm ready yeah. to play. Yeah. Right? And then when Joe got a shot, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Joe's got a shot now, right? So anytime either guy was in the game, I felt really good. And that's I think that says something, right? Yeah. Um, Just to cut in real quick, that's another thing, too, where um, there's a lot... Like I saw from multiple articles, I can't remember where they were, but um, where players would talk about how Milton and McCaffrey were the two hardest working quarterbacks on the team, and they think they should have got a better shot, but Shea was just like the golden child, you know. And yeah. It was kind of hard to take it away. From. I've heard some whether of that those too. were credible yeah. and, or, or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now it's like legit. Like all right, like we know we're gonna have one of our guys. Yep. Right. Be the quarterback next year, and I think that just puts a lot of confidence in the team. For like just the players with their quarterback moving forward. Mm-hmm. Either way, either way, we good. Yeah, I'm pumped. Well, and so I mean, I love both guys. My knock with Dylan is 
he's just a little too injury prone. He gets, you know, the pass isn't there, so he pulls out to run, and he's such a competitor that he's just like, I'm going to make this play happen. And it's yeah. like, it's not there for you. He man. doesn't put himself in position yeah. to You're not be a two, safe. 260 defensive tackle yeah. or something. You're, yeah. you know. He's, he's you're, pretty lanky. You're you know? just a lanky guy. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. the concussion. That, not his fault. That's yes, not but what? He had two. He broke his collarbone twice. Broke collarbone, concussion. Uh, uh, he's been injured a number of times, and as the QB, you got to know a little better, right? So that's my one knock on Dylan. My knock with Joe is just his lack of finesse on the pass game, right? Yeah. yeah. We've seen so limited of these guys, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But, I mean, you know Joe's completion percentage in high school was 47%. Wow. That's yeah. pretty low. And that's something where you and I have talked, right? Like, we're not, like, is that, is he just throwing the ball hard? Yeah, maybe he's throwing the ball hard. receivers? Hard. But that's another thing, too. you got no one to put touch on the ball. Yeah. You know? You do have to know that kind of stuff. Or is it inaccurate? Yeah, that all comes with experience, too, though, right? So, it's really hard for me to pick a guy because I just, I love both guys so yeah, much. But if I had to pick... Oof. I'm going to say my long-term pick is Joe. I want to see Joe carry this team. Who do I think is going to start? McCaffrey. And that's just based on time he's been there. Right? Yeah. Even though they've both been under Gaddis the same amount of time. Right. Uh, I just think, you know, McCaffrey has been practicing longer. Jim knows him better. All that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you where I want to, right, like we want to see Joe, but I think McCaffrey, either way, we're very happy. Yeah. But I want to see, moving forward, more quarterbacks like Joe Milton come in. Yes. Right? McCarthy's kind of that guy. Yeah. Big arm, can run, athletic. Like, that's what we want to see. I don't think Joe is as fast as we think he is. Because we, we like compare him. Oh, man. We like, can, he just kind of has those long strides. Com- he's strong. Like, he can kind of just... Well, we compare him to Cam Newton, and I don't think he's, he's Cam Newton. that's good. No, right? but... Here's the thing, though. There's a difference between being fast and being agile. Yeah. Oh, and Joe is really agile. Yeah, I agree. And that's the thing that I like to see because, look at football is not a 40-yard dash. It's it's one five-yard box, 10 yards, right? Mm-hmm. Joe, in the first 10 yards, shimmy, boom, gone, slides down, gets the first down, right? Yeah, that's what it takes. big enough and strong enough. He can, you know, stiff arm, get a couple extra yards if he needs to, right? Like, we don't need him to make those big, long runs like McCaffrey does. It's right. nice if he can, yeah. Yeah. but we use these first downs to end up in Very touchdowns. true, yeah. I, I think Joe, if he learns to get that finesse and that, that touch on the ball, he could be a really good quarterback. Yeah. Like, NFL quality, like, he might be our first guy who's a skill position on offense drafted in the top 20. If he can really solidify some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got the body for it. Yeah. So you think, I I honestly feel like if Joe really comes out and balls like a Joe Burrow type of thing, Mm -hmm. he's he's the number one pick in the draft. If it, yeah. I mean, he's got that type of like. If it coalesces, yeah, he's right there. I would say, man, I hope if Dylan doesn't get it, I hope he doesn't transfer because I really like him. Yeah. Um, I totally would respect his decision if he did. I would like to see him, if they didn't, be like, hey, you're going to play wide receiver for us, too. Oh, like, wow. I would love to see that, because I feel like he's got speed. He's got, he's the, got speed. the athletic family. He's got yeah. the athletic family. His dad was a wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. I always find it funny how how Dylan is, like, so lanky, and his brother is just, just like, short, just freaking diesel. Just, dude, yeah. he spent, like, two years in the NFL and just became the Hulk. Yeah. You're just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's big, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
Well, the last thing I guess we'll touch on is uh, the passing of a legend, right? Kobe Bryant passed away. Um, I mean, that's really sad. Um, Kobe meant a lot to me. I know he meant a lot to you guys. Um, and he, I guess he will be missed, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we, you know, a lot of people, you know, older generations, they had Jordan. Like, we, we grew up on Kobe Bryant. Right. And um, I think we all just kind of had a, you know, didn't, kind of didn't believe it when it first came out and, yeah. you know, ended up being a real tough day. And then you hear that his daughter was involved and it's just, it was an awful day. I mean, obviously, we got to say something. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's a legend yeah. passing and. Very unfortunate, and our condolences go out to the family. Yeah, tragic, yeah. tragic event. Uh, but in Michigan football land, um, I think that we can see a pretty good trajectory with the guys we've recruited and kind of where this program is going. I didn't even think about what you, when you said McCaffrey receiver. Wow. Dude, I, that could I be mean, a possibility. It's possible. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. He's fast. fast. I Put like some best. muscle on him if he's not going to be quarterback. I like trying to go taste some hill type. I'm... <laughs> I'm really. You never know. I know, like the the state of the program. Always people want to talk about it. Like, dude, just like it's like you know. Let's just forget about the the bickering back and forth, and like let's just look for next year. And I think that there's a lot of promise next year, and I think the the schedule works out pretty well. Um, and I think they can make it happen, man. I you know you just got to give yourself you put yourself in the opportunity to get to that championship game, and then last game of the year we'll see what happens and. I think they have a real shot. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, uh, you know, we will keep paying attention and we'll keep rooting for them. And, uh, spring ball coming up. Spring game coming up April 18th, I think, was mm-hmm. the date. Um, so we'll we'll keep you posted, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess if any crazy news comes up, I mean, as of right now, yeah. you know, come at you after spring game. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't if there's know. anything if crazy. crazy happens, we'll yeah, pop yeah. up before them. But yeah, keep yeah, keep uh, looking out for us. Um, check us out on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook. If you have any feedback you want to give us, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at bluebuy90 at gmail dot com. Leave a uh, comment. Leave a comment on YouTube. Other than that, you guys, got anything else? Go blue, man. Go blue. Go blue. R.I.P. Kobe. <laughs>